and welcome to the Voice of Healthcare podcast. I am your host, Matt Sobolski, a behavioral scientist devoted to digital health and financial tech applications in healthcare, joined by my co-host, Dr. Reed McClellan. Tell him hi, Reed. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Dr. Reed McClellan, a plastic surgeon that is the founder of Cortina Health, a AI healthcare technology company focused on restoring the care in healthcare. We are joined today by two gentlemen who all have introduced themselves in a moment and talked to us about what they're doing, which is frankly apropos and fascinating. I uh, got Dr. Raj Gupta with us and also Tony Rose from a company called MedCreds. Get that right, fellas? MedCreds? You got it. Uh, Matt, yeah. So, hi. Uh, my name is Raj Gupta. I'm an anesthesiologist out of Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I've been serving as a medical consultant for uh, Proof Market, which is the company, and the product is MedCreds that uh, Proof Market's been working on. And uh, I've been providing some insight and uh, uh, development uh, medical knowledge for this tool as we kind of navigate the COVID world and then into the future beyond that. And Tony Rose, tell them on. Yeah, hi, Matt. Thank you, Irene. Um, yeah, founder of Proof Market. We have built the MedCreds application, which allows for uh, issuing uh, credentials to patients, uh, such as your COVID vaccination status or your COVID test results, and also a tool that allows people to verify independently uh, that that information is, is authentic. Um, and this data becomes under the patient's control, so there's no central repository or third party needed to uh, hold that information for the patients. Um, there's been a lot of discussion around vaccination credentialing uh, globally, so that's the realm that we're playing in right now. Great. Well, we're really pleased to have you both on the show with us today uh, to have a conversation about the application of what you're doing and the development of it, and then where you're headed, your vision, your strategy. Um, let's go a little farther here. Uh, why does data portability matter right now, and how does what you've built fit into that world? Well, let me start with that, Matt. And and I think the best way is to kind of paint a little picture of the world that exists right now or shortly uh, that, that existed a few years ago. So I don't know how many of the audience has kids, but um, I have kids. And at the beginning of every school year, they ask for immunization records. And then I got to contact my pediatrician, get their records. Usually it's a paper format or a little form that they fill out. And then I got to take it to the school and then they have to verify it. And then that's how um, my kids' immunization records validated so they can attend school. Now, fast forward to the world of COVID where things like testing and immunization standard of COVID have now become really, really important for a huge uh, number of people. And to be able to return back into functioning life, we're going to at some point have to share that vaccination status. So imagine that process of sharing your immunization status for your kids to the school. Imagine having to do that every day, multiple times a day to different people, different places, in different scenarios. How do we do that? And this is where the concept that's been discussed for a long time about data portability of health records has always been important. But I think this last year of the pandemic has really brought it to the forefront of a lot of people's minds to understand what big problem we're trying to solve. There's a huge component of this. This is that we have to have both the granularity of information, but the trust in the system, the trust that our data is private and the trust that 
the recipient can believe that the person giving you the information is valid. It's not fraud. It's not, uh, they have some trustable, verifiable way to uh, validate that information before they execute on whatever they need to do next. That's where data portability comes in, is that this is going to be the wave of the future as far as how we get our medical information moving from one place to the other and actually using it in real life purposes. Until we get to that point, we're going to be stuck in an antiquated, uh, whether it's electronic health record or paper health record, and it's going to make movement of this kind of information very difficult. Now, it sounds like a simple problem. Hey, I get my information on my own, but it's much more detailed. And the COVID example is just the first example of a piece of information, whether it's your testing, your vaccination status, that can be held in a portable digital uh, wallet that's secure and then shared with the right people at the right time. Tony, you want to comment a little bit on the verifiable credential concept and how that fits into that portability? Yeah, I would, I'd love to hear that from Tony, as well as uh, some partnerships um, that you had both mentioned prior to our discussion today uh, might segue well. So go ahead, Tony. Sure. So this technology of verifiable credentials is something that's been under development uh, within the Sovereign Foundation. And that's a so open source software and standards org that's working within the Linux Foundation. And so a well-respected entity that moves forward uh, public protocols. And there have been contributors such as Microsoft, IBM, Department of Homeland Security over the past four years. And with COVID, the idea that someone might need this COVID status was the ideal use case to take all this work that had been done up until that point and put it into practice. And so the basic concept behind a verifiable credential is that you have trusted issuers and with health information, it would be a medical provider, but you can imagine the DMV as a trusted issuer for driver's licenses. And they issue that to the individual, and this is a digital process. And so the individual gets their credential in their wallet, and that is uh, where that information lives. And so you don't need a third party to store and hold that information for you. And then when you need to share that information with, with someone, um, they're able to independently verify the, the source of the information. <clears throat> so in the case of a COVID test result, uh, the airport could independently verify that came from a trusted medical provider and that your driver's license came from a trusted DMV issuer. And so this, this basic three-party you know three party, uh, model is quite powerful. And again, it's, it's issuers, it's holders, and then it's verifiers. We started an organization called the COVID Credentials Initiative about a year ago and started building this uh, use case with a number of uh, people in the community. In December, the COVID Credentials Initiative was adopted by Linux Foundation Public Health. And between now and um, over the past several months, we've been working with MIT PathCheck Foundation on a paper first approach. So how do you get into some health equity access uh, uh, you know, types of questions and solutions. So with, with MIT PathCheck and Linux Foundation of Public Health, we're now looking at a paper first approach that has a pathway to digital. And that's some of the more interesting uh, work happening today. Reed, you had a question for uh, Tony and Raj as well. Well, yeah, I, I'm actually probably a use case. My uh, wife and I just flew up 
to New York and uh, New York State's quarantine uh, policies are within 72 hours before your flight, wherever you're coming from, unless it's uh, in one of the contiguous uh, states to New York, you have to have a negative COVID test then you still have to uh, quarantine for four days. Uh, and then you have to go out and get a negative, uh, another negative COVID test, plus fill out a New York state form. And when uh, Brooke and I landed in LaGuardia, they have national guards there, literally you know, shouting very loudly to check to make sure that that negative test from Tennessee was uh, valid, that we filled out the state form. And then we had random you know, calls and text message check-ins uh, throughout the place. So COVID vaccination is one thing, but unfortunately, it'll probably take a while for uh, the entire uh, America to be vaccinated. So a lot of us are going to have to continue on with these travel restrictions with quarantining and proving uh, negative tests. So walk us through how easy it could have been for me, because literally I took a screenshot of uh, each of these different um, forms on my iPhone and hope and thankfully I kept them all in one place where that could have easily been been lost. So uh, if I had been smart and used y'all's product uh, a few days ago, how exactly would I have done it? So right now, so Reed, that's a great example, and um, and and I think that right now the problem is is that the infrastructure hasn't been fully adopted because it has to be adopted by all three parts of that triumvirate that uh, Tony talked about. So, for example, if if this had been implemented properly, what would have happened is that the lab test, the location that you got your test, would have been the issuer. So once you got your test result, they would have given you a digital verification of your test results that you would have held in a digital wallet on your phone in the MedCreds app. And then when you went to the airport, they would have the MedCreds reader app. So they would be the verifier in this uh, structure that I talked about. You're holding the data and they have to verify it. So when they go in and scan your phone that has that uh, QR code, then the system checks that the original code came from a trusted source, which was the lab. And that lab is registered as a trusted issuer of these codes. And so then the airport would just scan that and say, yep, your test is valid. Not only do they see that you got it from a trusted source, but it would have the timestamp and the result of the test in that thing. But they could only see it if you wanted to share it. So it's not like they could just scan your phone and as you walk by, you have to show it to them just like you would a boarding pass. You show them the, the code, they scan it, you're good to go. So it takes the paper, pseudo picture, pay, uh, digital process that you created and makes it trusted from the beginning to the end of the process for you, for the person that's uh, at the airport and stressed out about whether everybody's tested or not. But let me throw a twist in this. You mentioned vaccination. Over this next year or two, we're going to be in this weird transition phase where some people are vaccinated and some people are not. Absolutely. So this is going to get even more complicated for those uh, security people at the airport because does everybody who's vaccinated also need to be tested? Probably not. At some point, we don't need to test all the people that are vaccinated. So what if somebody shows up and they said, oh, I've been vaccinated. And then they're like, oh, now i got to figure out where your vaccination record is and double check that that's valid. Well, that also could live in the MedCreds app. And the person who's scanning it 
the software could validate whether it's a vaccine that's valid or a test that's valid. And it would be invisible to the person who's checking and they would just say, yep, this person's good to go move forward. And so it eliminates it. It disintermediates a lot of that process. That's really relying on human beings to understand this complex workflow and algorithm of what's valid and what's not, and puts it into a uh, infrastructure that can be uh, done as a quick scan. So this is fascinating. Um, it's timely. Uh, Reed has a real life example. You all both have an application to fulfill that example. We've talked about some partnerships here. Um, I've talked to a lot of professionals across the spectrum of healthcare. I've talked to a lot of businesses. Um, the expectation is that respiratory illnesses and COVID or variations of COVID is, are now endemic. Um, MedCreds is probably something that isn't just this interesting uh, novel one year, hey, we have an application that's going to work while people are both vaccinated and in recovery with, with active antibodies. Um, explain that long-term longitudinal application that something like MedCreds might be able to offer in a world where respiratory illnesses and travel uh, are a concern and this kind of tool is needed. Yeah, and, and, and um, that's a great point. Um, this is an infrastructure and we realize that the timing of this is difficult, that as we're developing this tool, the, the disease pandemic of COVID is evolving very rapidly as well, and hopefully to some sort of modicum of resolution soon. And maybe our timing is off, actually, that this tool may not solve the COVID problem. But like you said, these problems are going to arise again and again in different forms, whether it's respiratory illnesses like COVID, but just medical healthcare data portability in general. Um, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm an anesthesiologist. There's lots of times that I'm making medical decisions based on the information I have on a patient's medical record. But if somebody comes from outside of my system, outside of my electronic health record, it becomes very difficult to know with accuracy what their blood work was at a, a neighboring hospital that maybe doesn't share data with our institution, what the last uh, heart stress test data was. All of that could potentially live in a portable medical wallet that's encrypted and it's trusted from end to end. And so when we're thinking about what the future cases are, yes, there definitely could be another respiratory pandemic. There definitely could be the need for this kind of ability to scan data at travel destinations, at airports. But I'm thinking, you know, what if I, again, going back to the original example, your kids need to get their immunization records to the school. Well, that could be simplified. You go to see your doctor and then you move to a different state and you have to see a new doctor. Well, that could be simplified. You have emergency surgery and in the emergency department, that could be simplified. All of these scenarios where having that critical information is needs to be trusted, needs to be accurate, but also needs to be accessible. All of those scenarios could play into an infrastructure that's trusted from end to end, verifiable and encrypted. So Tony, you know, uh, Raj mentioned how for my use case, it wasn't really available yet because the infrastructure wasn't in place. Can you kind of walk us all through how you guys are going to get this infrastructure in uh, just across the United States, let alone 
the, the world at large. When we get back to international travel, we will certainly have some type of, quote, vaccination passport, uh, if you will. And uh, the MedCred wallet sounds like the perfect source, except it seems that uh, there's a lot of technology that goes onto it on both me as the end user, but also the other person that's verifying my data. Right. So this is where having the consortiums and the Linux foundations of the world all working together is really important. Um, IATA, the International Air Transportation Association, is working on this using these standards. And there will be sort of networks of networks that uh, generate these trusted issuers, uh, trusted labs to do COVID testing. Um, that's on the IATA and there's certain vendors that are building that out and our wallet will support that. Separately within the Linux Foundation Public Health, we're really focused on the system of record for vaccination status so that the different immunization uh, information systems that the states manage, the IIS systems, have a very easy way, a very easy standard where they can all generate the same kind of credential for uh, vaccination status. And that would work in any number of the wallets that uh, adopt this standard, such as MedCreds. And so there's quite a bit of work happening uh, within these standards bodies to make this infrastructure uh, easily adoptable by uh, verifiers, whether that's uh, concerts or conferences or airports or border security, um, by issuers, whether those are labs or uh, immunization repositories and databases, and then the wallets that the individuals would use. And so I think we'll see an acceleration over the path, over the next um, six months of adoption. And today, uh, anyone that would like to adopt these apps, uh, we have those available and we're working with a number of folks um, in the conference and uh, entertainment industry for uh, events more in the fall, where we're, we're helping them understand how they can become verifiers, as well as uh, on the state vaccination side, helping them understand, you know, what, what do they do to, to, uh, to generate the credential that would be the standard uh, for their citizens. So we're getting close to time. So I'm going to ask a question here and I'm going to challenge both of your minds conceptually, but you're two very smart men. I'm not worried about the answers I'm going to get here. If you had to send a tweet, 140 characters, maybe two tweets, that conceptualizes how MedCred shares info without compromising your PHI, your healthcare information, what would you say? I would, I would say hold and control and share with consent your information. Very, very good, Raj. I would say uh, the information is transferred to you, so you decide who to share it with. Excellent. So something that Reed and I like to do, and I'm going to have a segue here for both of you. End of every show, Reed and I can ask all kinds of questions. We can go down all kinds of rabbit holes with y'all, which we didn't. We, we talked great about what you offered here and what you were, you're doing. Last words. What, for people listening, you know, you both have endowed a lot of value into this project and what you're doing. What's the last thing you want people to hear about your goals, the product, your hopes, your dreams, this is the time to share it. So I'll start and then Tony, I'll pass it off to you. Um, I started this uh, relationship with Proof Market 
um, because uh, I enjoy technology and, and interface with medicine. And a lot of the stuff related to this project is about very highly technical encrypted software apps running on your phone. But where it's evolved to is an understanding that this has to be an equitable solution. And so the coolest thing I've seen in this process is the evolution of a highly tech-centric solution down to a QR code on a piece of paper that can be used and utilized by anybody worldwide. And I think that what we have to realize is that not only is it going to be important for this to be ever-present, but that we have to think about how people all over the world um, in different levels of income status can use this because it's not fair to only give people who have income and access the right to do what they want to do. Thanks, Raj. Um, I, I would say I started this journey into digital identity and empowering individuals to control their own information uh, several years ago. The, the vision and the journey we've been on in healthcare the past year has underscored the, the critical importance of focusing on healthcare from a patient customer experience perspective and how by empowering individuals, uh, no matter what their status is in society or globally with their own data, they can start to have a voice in their healthcare journeys, uh, starting with getting vaccinated and, and the uh, benefits that will unlock. But moving beyond that, what are the patient journeys and the unlocking of value we can do with healthcare that's delivered natively digital from a patient-centered journey perspective? And that's where we get really excited. And we think that uh, things like distributing health status uh, to the edge really creates a more resilient society. So we're more prepared for future crises and pandemics. So Tony and Raj, if I uh, had have been more prepared, uh, where could I have gone to find the MedCred uh, wallet and get set up? You can go to proofmarket.io and click on the Create Wallet uh, button and make your own wallet. Um, there's also a video which shows how credentials can be issued. And today the wallet supports maintaining your own bubble. So you can have your own bubble and do health status with uh, members of your community. Uh, we can also provide the business interface where you as an organization can request health status for a broader set of your community, as well as an API instead of interfaces for labs and uh, providers to, to provide to individuals their vaccination status, uh, their test results, as well as any other medical credential. Dr. Raj Gupta, Tony Rose of Proof Market. Thanks for joining Reed and I today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. You guys are great. This has been the Voice of Healthcare podcast. We'll see you next time.